0: Why do we sometimes get chills while listening to music? How is the experience of getting chills different from person to person? And in particular, why do some people feel chills in different parts of their bodies than others? Is it possible to gauge your enjoyment of a song by how strongly you notice that it gives you chills or not? Or does it just not work that way? Hello and welcome to Everyone's Special and No One Is, a podcast about obscure, misunderstood, and or controversial topics pertaining to music. Uh, Today joining me is a guest that I've had on the podcast before. His name is Bobby Rethwich. He is a very good friend of mine, and we were in a rock band together for about three years, which we recorded a whole episode on, Um, and he's, like I said, joining us today, so... How are you?
1: Good, how are you? I'm happy to be a friend of the pod.
0: A friend of the pod, yes. That's a brilliant way to put it. Um, What are we talking about today, Bobby?
1: Um, We're talking about chills. Yes, so
0: chills. So let's start off by defining what we mean by chills. Um, So personally, when I think of chills, I think of it as a physiological reaction that happens to me specifically when i experience something profound which is almost exclusively something artistic like i'm listening to a song that i really like and i feel chills or i'm watching a movie um reading a book it doesn't happen as much for me but it's like this this almost coldness that happens in my body which makes sense because you know it's called chills um also known i think some people call it goosebumps like oh that song was so good it gave me goosebumps you know um so is that would you say that's a fair way of describing yeah definitely specifically music with lyrics Mm -hmm. how often do you get chills for that
1: um i would say very frequently but i would also say and this is sad (laughs) <laughs> that the old, yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the less I have them.
0: Oh no! Really?
1: Yeah. I but I think that's also, um, I think that's that's a whole thing. I think it, partially it's because I make music, so my yeah. and I I know like chords and I know steps and melodies and everything. So it's like, there's always part of my brain that's like, kind of calculating those things. Where, right. <laughs> so it really, I it really can't happen if that stuff is activated.
0: And what are you analyzing? Is it like chords, melodies?
1: Um, It's just kind of like, there's a part of my brain that's like trying to mine it for all it's got in terms of what I can take from it. And use for my own. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of like, yeah, just taking note of everything that's going on in a way that's not really, um, uh, it's not really, it's just, it's mostly like brain, but it, that's not to say I, I actually have really emotional experiences listening to music, but like, it's, um it's rare for me to find music that I can actually connect with emotionally too. Cause I don't know. Also, I even, you know, regardless of the, the element of me making music, there's also the element of the more music that I've fallen in love with the, the less music that I continue to fall in love with because my tastes have just gotten more and more picky (laughs) And yeah, there's just yeah. I mean it's the it's just so rare now for me to find an artist that I really love and so but when it happens I I just do not let it go and I listen nonstop and I yeah. love it sincerely. But that happens maybe like twice a year. So I listen to like two artists a year. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um for me
0: I've found so so first of all, I do get chills very regularly while listening to music. Um, I have found that there has been a trend recently where I haven't been feeling chills as much. And I definitely relate to, like, getting more and more picky about what I listen to and what I'll, like, really be like, oh, this artist is an example of, like, my favorite music that just makes me feel alive and, like, the electricity is flowing through my veins and stuff. Like I don't find a lot of those (laughs) new artists anymore. Mm -hmm. um, Which is, I guess, unfortunate. But then again, the artists that I do, um, that I have really, really enjoyed listening to, I'm still enjoying listening to, and they still just give me chills. And it feels like, um, for me, my chills are very localized, but it's almost as if my whole body is like lit up like 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 it's a whole body experience is what i'm trying to say like when i listen to a song by for instance lindsey sterling one of my favorite artists um and if i'm like really intently listening which Mm -hmm. means all the lights are off in the room um i just have it on in my headphones at a reasonably loud volume not not so loud that it's like causing any hearing damage but uh, to the point where obviously it's blocking out everything else like can I really get a sense of everything that's going on in the music just that experience of listening to that particular artist that I really love in that particular environment um just sends me on this emotional tsunami wave of like the the greatest high that I've personally experienced <laughs> if that makes yeah, sense yeah <laughs>
1: yeah for sure I mean I um yeah it can be really intense if you're in the right it, it has so much to do with your headspace for yeah. sure and also speaking of that I I have there is a way um from there is like a little hack that I've found to get my analytical brain out of listening to music or out of analyzing music that I think every I don't know I think anybody could enjoy doing this. Yeah, do you want to hear about it? it <laughs> of course. It's um. <laughs> do I tell. I actually so I only remembered this recently, um, and it still works. I'm happy to report. Um, but nice. I I actually came upon this. I don't know how, but in yeah, when I was in eighth grade, because I was um, I mean, I've always just like listened. To artists until i can't get a single drop out of it anymore um and that was that's always been the case so in eighth grade i was like obsessed with the national and still am but i was just they were the only band i was listening to wow but i had like listened to all their songs so many times and i had heard everything and i it just seemed like too much of an endeavor to try and find more music that I would want to listen to and connect with in that way. So I guess I just figured out how to like, listen to it differently. Um, (laughs) and so, and the trick is to listen, not listen to the music, but listen to the silence from which the music is emerging. It wait, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you'll you'll know it when you do it. it 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 is powerful it like um because it's like i'm sure it works differently for different kinds of music different kinds of songs but i do think you could do it for any song because every in within every moment of every song there is always silence what it has nothing to do with like pauses or anything or things dropping out like no matter where you are in a song you can hear the silence it, you just can hear the the void from which it's emerging and it it sounds weird when you describe it but if you can actually like when you do it you know and you hear the music completely differently it's like it's way more it, it's basically just makes you more present and like you in it it can make you feel like you're hearing the song for the first time and it's really awesome. I highly recommend it. I
0: love that. I love everything about that. I, I don't feel like, like can you give me a step-by-step guide to listening to music from the silence from which it's
1: emerging? um let me see i i can try it (laughs) um it's like it, it there's a little bit of a visual element to it like a like a auditory visual element where it's like what you hear is kind of like I don't know if you listen to it as if like, you know, the vocals are right in front of you and then there's things off to the sides and it's just kind of, it paints this little picture. I think that's, um, yeah. So I like f-
0: imagining those things.
1: Yeah. But then there's stuff in between everything. There's emptiness in between everything. There's emptiness in between the drums and the vocal. There's emptiness in between the vocal and the bass, And, and and even like within each of those elements, there's always silence. You can hear. You you can listen to the bass as if the bass isn't even there. And that might be a little Uh, confusing. Yeah, that's even that's confusing to me. Have a hard time wrapping my head around. Yeah, yeah. But like, there's. There's so much empty space, no matter what is going on. Like, like, cause it, it all emerges from silence and it's not as if the silence goes away. It's just, there's music growing out of the silence, but it's like the, uh, the, it's like all the music itself are like the, uh, the branches of a tree, but like the, um, the trunk is the silence. And none of it can exist without that silence. And if you just listen to the silence, you're you like your brain doesn't take anything else for granted because it's like it just came out of the silence and it's fragile and it's vulnerable and you can't take advantage of it. And so what it just yeah. makes you like it makes you my mind like grateful for the music. and more present like it's like my brain is not anticipating anything it's just happening so it is just kind of it is just kind of like a presence exercise but i've really gotten a lot out of it i think it informed a lot of the even though i kind of forgot about that in the years since being in eighth grade, listening to the national nonstop. I do think it kind of informed the way I listen to music a little bit and maybe even the way I make music. Um, and I'm definitely trying to explore that more now that I've kind of remembered it again, because it, yeah. it it is really fascinating to me. So are
0: you saying that this, this style of listening where you're paying attention to almost everything as if it wasn't there, but like the source from which it comes. I'm trying to paraphrase what you're saying and it's difficult because it's... Yeah, it's um,
1: very, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's weird to talk about, but it is something where I feel like you just know when you're doing it.
0: So tell me if this is too much of a oversimplification, but when i was um when i was taking some music class i forget exactly where but they were talking about the difference between active listening and passive listening and active listening is when you're listening as a musician to pick up elements like oh this guitar part is playing g major a minor D major or whatever, or like different parts about the melodies and, or the production techniques like the reverb and the mixing levels or whatever. But passive listening is just listening from the perspective of, Oh, well, actually I forget whether they defined it as passive listening. Like you're multitasking, like you're working on homework and you're listening to music, or if it's literally just, you could be intently listening to music, but you're not trying to, like deconstruct it or analyze it is would you say that everything that you just expressed could basically be boiled down to passive listening or do you think that's an oversimplification
1: i I think that's different because i know what passive listening feels like because that's most of what i do um got it got it it's it is i think it is active listening but you're not listening to any of the uh, elements you're listening or you are listening to one element and that's just the silence that's the yeah you're paying attention to that which is in its it is intent and it is focused and it's not like you do have to put in a little effort to do it but i mean so it is active but the payoff is so nice and to connect it all back to chills, you're saying
0: that listening to the silence allows you to experience more of the chills from you, the music that you love.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, I can't get the chills if I'm not completely present. That's Oh, yeah. That's why I, I do get the chills a lot at concerts, because, like, it is so much more, uh, like, it just consumes your attention a lot more. And which I think opens you up a little bit, um, and also there's the element, the uh, part of what gives me chills at concerts is just how many other people are like, fe- probably feeling a similar way that I am. And it definitely yeah. creates something bigger. Like I actually I don't think anything gives me chills in life more than like. An arena full of people, or even just a room, the size really doesn't matter, but it is cooler with an arena. But, yes. um, like a concert where there are moments of silence where the whole audience is silent. Oh, L- like where, yeah. where, th- yeah, it's just like, um, when, i whenever I see Boney Bear, um, and he, uh, Justin Vernon performs creeks. The, the vocoder song by himself.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He puts all these pregnant pauses in there. And, like, obviously sometimes there are people that break the silence and cheer and stuff. But for the most part, like, it's, like, an arena full of people just dead silent. And you just feel it so intensely.
0: Because they're all focused. They all, they're all they not cooking dinner. They're not... uh doing their homework they, they came to this concert to specifically watch this person which they admire and love so much and they're all in that moment sharing that collective experience of just being one with the music yeah exactly I feel like yeah and there's something like that's
1: a very powerful thing yeah and there's something really haunting about like hearing the reverb of the room when the room is like full of people uh, like yeah <laughs> it's like because you, you can't hear it if people are cheering and you can't hear it if like the whole band is playing i mean you could just hear like a wash of reverb but to hear like a very articulate reverb in an arena full of people requires like so much silence in a way where it just brings your attention to that silence in a way that is really powerful yeah. to me
0: yeah i really think that there's there's a certain energy that just the mere fact of there being an audience really brings to um, like an experience of music and like with COVID now and all audiences pretty much have to be online like it's just oh, it's so so it's good. I'm so looking forward to getting <laughs> back to shows and
1: ah. Oh, yeah yeah um, i know but, i just yeah. have i have no interest in virtual concerts it's just, <laughs> it's like it's it's so that it just feels like it's completely missing the point like i mean people have to do something yeah so like i'm not there's no shade for me on virtual concerts but it's just like i don't think i don't know people get like worried that like concerts are gonna be a thing of the past with technology and everything but i just don't think that's true it's just like no yeah after
0: we get out of this
1: it's like it's yeah it's it's church for a lot of people i mean or just it's like a religious ceremony
0: yes it really does feel like a spiritual experience to be surrounded in a sea of people where everyone is enjoying this one moment together. And it's, it's not as if I, I don't want to offend anyone and suggest that going to a show and watching a musician is on par with worshiping a God, because obviously the musician is not God. And we're not trying to like equate that, but just, just the feeling like I've um my, my friend took me to her church in Nashville um like once and it was just such a cool experience to come from pretty much an outsider perspective of someone who wasn't really religious and hasn't really grown up with a very strong religious background to then be taken into that environment where everyone is worshiping together and watching the same sermon and hearing the same uh, worship songs that the band is playing. And just to see those people in the front row that, well, a lot of them in the front row, but also just throughout the, you know, the the audience of people in the church um, to see those of them that are raising their hands above their head and just closing their eyes. And like, like there's this, they're having such a strong emotional experience. And while church doesn't cause that reaction in me, I definitely feel like it's probably similar for me when I go to a show or when I listen to a song by Lindsey Sterling alone in my bedroom. It's just that it, it overwhelms your whole spirit, basically. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say.
1: For sure, and I I think it's probably less about the music than, um, than, than I I. I You know, I would initially think that it's about the music, but I I kind of feel like the music is more of like an excuse, Um, you know, as long as it's good music that like facilitates a kind of um, sense of community and like... uh, I feel like, me, because the musician, yeah, you're right, the musicians aren't God, but I feel like kind of, in some ways, the audiences, I mean, it's like you're kind of merging with this bigger thing, and you're like, you're part of something much bigger to make up the audience, and it's like, and it has kind of like a mind of its own that's like yeah the culmination of so many people. And I feel like that that's, I feel like that's where the real juice is, and I feel like the music can really help facilitate that. But so I think it is very similar to church in that way where, right. I mean, right. You know, the, I, it, it is much more blatant at church where it is for the act of worship. But like, I think a big uh, element of probably, cause I, I don't go to church either, but I think probably a big element is kind of that, um, communal spirit and turning into something that you're just a small part of, but makes up, it's made up of just, you know, everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, for me, I feel like like the, the music itself is extremely important. And when I, for instance, um, before COVID, I used to go to, uh, music festival every summer with my friend, John. And we would, um, like we would obviously go to the shows with the performers that we really like, and we have listened to and are fans of, um, and that's an amazing experience, but it's also really cool. Cause you get to go around and see a bunch of other shows of a lot of people you've never even heard before. And sometimes it's a really cool thing and a really amazing experience. But probably most of the time it's like, oh, this show and the the music that they're playing is like, I, I can objectively tell that it's very good and a lot of people seem to be really enjoying it. But just the fact that there is an audience and that I'm in that audience isn't enough to cause me to feel chills or to feel that almost spiritual reaction like it needs to the, the music needs to hit me in a certain way um in order to feel like it, it's almost as if um for me the the audience is sort of like 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 Flintstones like they, they can spark, no Sorry, the opposite of that. So the music <laughs> is the Flintstone that sparks the fire, but then the audience around me is is kindling for the fire. You yeah. know, um, yeah. it's like there the, the music has that initial spark, and then the audience just burns it up into flames, and it's just so such a great experience. But if the music just isn't doing it for me, if it's a genre I don't particularly like, or if it's a song that just doesn't do it for me then despite the fact that all the kindling is around there's no there's no spark so there's no flame you know
1: yeah no you, yeah you're completely right I mean because I've been super negative and cynical at a lot of concerts and shows because it yeah you're right I mean it, it the music does have to be the thing that facilitates it Um. yeah yeah and because it needs to give you that act that entry point and if it's not what you're into then you're just not going to merge. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: So to to bring this all back to the conversation about chills, I think it's just really profound how the experience of chills basically informs me as a listener that i really really like a particular song like i have a playlist in my phone of all of the songs that i know that reliably give me chills <laughs> and it's like whether it's just in the chorus or throughout the song like my absolute favorite songs i listen to them and like from the instant that i hear the intro start to play i just i feel this overwhelming sense of having the chills throughout my body but for me it is localized a bit like in my head like it's almost like I know it isn't this way for everyone uh but when i'm listening to music and feeling chills the only place i ever really feel them is in it, it's like around my head it's hard to describe it's like it starts in my ears but not like not like literally in the um the pinna or like, you know, the fleshy part of the ear, but it's like, like in my brain basically, but just like below the ears. And then it sometimes spreads out around my whole skull, basically Mm -hmm. almost as if like, imagine the area um, that a skull cap touches for like swimming or something. Like that's the area of my body in which I feel chills. And it's, it's, it's like, literally a a chilling like a cold temperature sensation like uh-huh. almost as if my body is creating the illusion that, that is cold wherever i am mm-hmm. um and when i was talking about it this with my mom earlier today she was saying that she feels it in her torso like like above her waist but below her neck uh-huh. and it doesn't have anything to do with temperature for her <laughs> like it's just this this physical sort of excitement or pleasure or joy or something that is physically active in her torso. And it's almost as if it's like a tightening almost, but not, not in a negative, like stress sort of way. Like some people get um, tense when they're stressed out, but for her listening to a song that she really, really likes, it's the sort of weird tightening that's in in a tense sort of, not in a tense sort of way, but in a (laughs) pleasurable sort of way is what I'm saying. So my question for you is do you experience chills in a localized part of your body or if you don't, is it more general and like just what's the overall experience
1: physically for you? Um, I, I think it, it, it's different a little bit. Most time I I think usually it kind of goes up my spine Um, Interesting. It it just kind of depends on how intense it is, honestly. I think if it's really mild, then it will just kind of be on the arms. But then if I'm in it to win it, it'll like go up my spine and, uh, you know, (laughs) go into my skull. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a bit more rare for it to really be kind of like a full body sensation. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you feel like an actual motion of it starting in your arms and then spreading throughout your body? If,
1: if, like you said, it's really, really a, a good song. Um, yeah, a little bit, I think, it, but it's, you know, it's hard to say for sure. Cause usually I don't really pay I'm not paying attention to the chills. I'm paying attention yeah, true. to the, <laughs> the thing that's giving me the chills. But, for sure yeah i mean it, it's interesting that you say it it's like an indicator that you like a song because i yeah. i don't know i think most of the music i love doesn't really give me chills um it's just something i think it's a particular kind of love for certain songs where because i don't know i don't know if a lot of like you know, if I'm listening to JPEG Mafia, I'm not getting the chills, but he's like, you know, he's like my favorite artist, one of my favorite artists. But yeah, but it's just because it's not that kind of music that's going to give me chills. But I love it just as sincerely as anything that would give me chills. I think the the stuff that gives me chills, I think, is um, kind of marked by like a multitude of emotions or kind of like paradoxical emotional feelings mm. where it's kind of like moments of like just intense joy and beauty, but also just like very, very much like melancholic where, it, mm-hmm. cause I don't know, it feels like a reflection of what real life feels like in like, Yeah, intense moments where like, I don't know. I think if I, if I really think about it, like in, you know, in all the just moments of truest joy for me, I think um, there's part of what makes it so beautiful is just kind of like, there's a, there's a little bit of sadness to it too, always just because you're like, you just know that it's like that nothing is permanent. And the moment is fleeting wow. and but that makes it even I and mean, it makes it sweeter, but it's it is like there's a sadness to it but at the on the flip side, I feel like i mean like there's n- nothing my life has been pretty um uh there hasn't been a lot of like tragedy in my life, which I'm really fortunate about, but in like moments of like heartbreak and stuff. I feel like there is, like, a little bit of joy in those, like, deep, deep hidden within those feelings that's mo- not joy, but it's kind of like an awareness of, like, the beauty of these feelings and the beauty of life where it's not just horrible. It's like th- there's a, there is a there sw- is a tenderness to it in a way where I feel like these kind of paradoxical emotions, if they can be captured in music, it becomes really, really special and always better than just one side or the other. I think when the two can kind of come together or there can be these kind of hidden emotions within a primary emotion, that's when it really sends me flying emotionally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really interesting because for me, um when I when I have mixed emotions about a song, uh that, that's more likely to be a turnoff for me, if that makes sense. Um usually when I am experiencing like the fullest chills, like my whole head, like I said, is lighting up. Um when that happens, it's because the song that I'm listening to is just like, this is exactly everything that I want the song to be. It's hitting all the right marks. It's goes low when it needs to go low. It goes up when it needs to go up. And I just, I love everything about it. And it's like, this is the the happiest expression of what I think music should be. It. Not that it needs to be a happy song per se, but that like i experience it, i experience it as the pinnacle of my own experience of music yeah so i think it's really interesting my my comment before saying that chills can be used as a barometer of how much you like music or not i think i was unfairly making a generalization about how everyone experiences chills based on my own personal experience that I use it as a barometer like that, which I think it's just, (laughs) this, this is what, this is the thing. This is what is so fascinating to me about the experience of chills is because it is so easy to, with this such a nebulous, uh, sort of hard to define experience, it is so easy to assume that everyone else is like you with it. When in reality, you start talking to people about it and it's like, no, like there are some people who literally do not experience chills when they listen to music, yeah, but they do experience chills when they watch a movie or they read a book, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I... Before, like, embarking on this, I guess, pursuit to find out more about chills, I would be so quick to judge people who don't experience chills for music. Like, <laughs> you telling me you never even get, like, a little bit of a sensation of goosebumps when you listen to music? Obviously, you're not a fan of music, and your life experience is is not enhanced by music in the way that it is for me. That's making so many assumptions. It's like, just like you were saying, your favorite artist does not always get, or not necessarily even regularly gives you chills. And it's just, I really want to dig more into this, talking with more people about it, doing more, um, well, just digging into the actual academic research of it, like what actually qualified psychologists and physiologists have studied this topic because I just, I I find it immensely interesting for me personally. And I, it's not to say my mom did sort of bring up the point when I was talking with her about it this morning, she was like, oh, well, do do you want to like, study this because it's interesting for you as a person who creates music and actually uh, kind of yes and no. Um, Yes. In the sense that because I do create music and I do spend so much time thinking about music, the way that it um, causes this reaction in me and the way that other people respond similarly and differently, that is really, really fascinating to me. However, I don't want to be like, oh, well, I am going to study and figure out everything there is to know about chills in order to reverse engineer the experience and to scientifically (laughs) (laughs) make music that is guaranteed to give 80% of people that listen to it the experience of chills. Yeah, this is not possible. (laughs) That's... That that would be totally missing the point because it's yeah. such an emotional, subjective experience. Yeah. So the 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 reason I'm fascinated by this, aside from just thinking about and being in the world of music, is just the interplay between like there is something physical going on in your body and there is something mentally, emotionally happening too. It's like this weird intersection of just the, the one of the most, I feel like, profound examples that the mind and the body are connected, you know? Yeah, an example of them being connected.
1: Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, that's funny. You, you cannot manufacture chills for anybody, no, <laughs> it just has to give yourself chills. That's the only way I think it could work. I mean, maybe it not, does, but like, I yeah. think, like. I don't know if I think about like when I, if, like vocal performances that will give me chills are never perfect. Like it's only the things that make gives me chills about like vocal performances are like the the fragility and just kind of the the kind of, not really mistakes, but just like I think when a vocal performance is like. Like, really, really emotional. It's usually not because it's like completely on pitch or yeah. like, um, yeah, I like, I really don't cry to music very often. I cry a lot at movies, but not at music very much. But like, there's like, um, the song Cellophane by FKA Twigs. just makes me cry like every time i hear it i cannot listen to it like i've even cried just thinking about it when i was on the toilet Uh. one time and i like (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful because it's like she's like she can barely hold it like it's so beautiful but she can barely she's just barely singing it because she's like clearly about to cry and just something about that is just completely wrecks me. And she's just like off pitch in certain moments in a way that is just so heartbreaking that it, it's just like, I don't think you could ever manufacture that. It's just, it has to happen Yeah, from the source. Like it has, it has to really be yes. from a sincere <laughs> place. And uh, yeah, it's just... It's such a precious thing that you can, yeah, you can't bottle it up and give it to somebody.
0: No, yeah. (laughs) Um, I would love to find out if the experience of chills can be measured. Like, if you can hook up one of those um, brain scanner devices. Um, I forget exactly what they're called, but, you know, all like the probes on the on your yeah. skull, basically. And then, like, have somebody listening to music or reading a book or whatever it is, and then they say, oh, I'm, I'm feeling chills in my arms right now. And then I would love it <laughs> if it would be like, oh, they could look at a graph and see literally... Neurons in the brain that are connected to a sensation in the arms are lighting up. You know. Yeah. Um. It's and I have no idea if you can even um map out sensation on the arms in the brain. I, I would I would think that you could that they would be able to at this point given what we know about the brain be able to like oh I'm like poking your arm or whatever. And then it's like, oh yeah, we have the device connected to your brain and it's showing that specific area lighting up when I touch your arm. So that must be the part of the brain relating to arm sensation. Um, Because if that is true, if we can use machines to basically measure real physical sensations, then it would be super fascinating to find out whether chills are experienced as a physical thing or whether it literally is just in your head as if it's just an illusion
1: you know um (laughs) yeah i i i feel like that wouldn't be the issue i feel like it can be mapped out pretty easily i just think the problem the main issue would just be like trying to get people to have the chills in a lab (laughs) you're right (laughs) like it'd be like somebody telling you to sneeze it's like like, i can't sneeze when you tell me to or even right (laughs) even if you didn't tell me to i have no choice yeah and it's like i don't know it's like i feel like it would be hard to run experiments on that because also like are they gonna let you like choose what you Listen to or read, or are they going to be like, we will put on Chopin and they will have the chills, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we just
0: assume that classical music is obviously the most artistically qualified (laughs) music out
1: there, and therefore everyone has to get (laughs) chills. Yeah, yeah. I just can't imagine. Like, I feel like if I was, I feel like I wouldn't be able to get chills in a lab, even if I was listening to my favorite song. It'd just be like. I don't know. My I just wouldn't be able to be present enough. I'd be thinking about <laughs> where I am. Yeah. <laughs> and what they're trying to get out of me.
0: Yeah. So, I I think you're right. I think that's kind of missing the point because like based on this whole conversation that we've been having, so much of chills the experience is connected to the context around that moment, whether it's you're at you're at a concert and there's uh, thousands of people watching the same experience or you're just totally alone and in your element isolated in your bedroom or whatever. And it's like by taking all of that away and making somebody artificially do it in a lab and knowing that they're being measured, um, we would need to, if, if something like that were to happen, we would need to get to the point where with technology, we could have some sort of like a brain scanner that is not in an artificial context like that. And I don't know if that's like, if that exists today or if that's technology that will come like 20, 30 years down the road. Um, what I, what I think is more to the point about something that I would like to figure out about chills is, and and this is more open-ended, but definitely more of what I want to figure out by looking into it. Um, How? What are the things about chills that are almost universal experiences? And when I say almost, I mean it doesn't necessarily mean everybody has to experience it. Because obviously not everyone experiences chills while listening to music. But what are the things that are like, oh yeah, most everyone is like this when it comes to chills? Like most everyone experiences it as a cooling sensation in -hmm. their body. Or most everyone experiences it as um localized in a specific part as opposed to just a general sensation that's hard to define. I don't know if any of those would be true by looking into it, but I would really like to figure out how are we similar when it comes to chills and how are we different. I just Yeah that would be really, really fascinating. Um and I think is kind of the crux of the survey that I've been doing and the research that I will do in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think we're wrapping up. Um, (laughs) 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 Talking for a while. (laughs) Nice. Um, But I've loved every minute of it. Yeah, me too. um, Yeah, yeah. So obviously I want to like I've been saying, investigate this more on my own and I might even do another podcast about it in the future. Definitely not right after this one, because (laughs) there's a lot of work to do in terms of, um, secondary research and primary research being my own surveys. Um, but yeah, so stay tuned hopefully for something about that. Um, in the meantime, uh, I don't know what we'll be talking about next week because I'm still kind of figuring out what this podcast <laughs> is about. But um, have a great time until then. Um, Bobby, thank you so much for engaging in a really, really great, really thoughtful conversation with me about this. I always appreciate hearing what you have to say. Well, my pleasure. Um,
1: I, I'm, I'll, thank you for having me on. It's, uh, yeah. it's always fun talking to you
0: yeah yeah same um so yeah um i see a book called the red flag a history of communism by david priestland which i know to be about uh over a thousand pages and i think i only read two and then i was just really overwhelmed and did not (laughs) decide to continue reading it
1: (laughs) Nice. Do you see anything? Yeah, I see uh, my tiger. My tiger poster. Amazing. Yeah. Looking beautiful. Covered in snow. Aw. Giving me a very protective but loving look. I love that. Sweet. Well,
0: until next time. Cheers.